part three and last on session 17. Today we're going to cover harvest mainly and some information about the astral planes. Let's begin. Harvest is one of the topics that I get the most questions in the law of one material. And that's because of the complexity of what it means, but also because it's a current event and situation that's running right now for the planet. For those who don't know harvest, that means ascension, the ascension process that we all know about. So uh, the underlying principles, we kind of have an idea. Some others are not very clear, not even to the entities that are guiding us in this process, because we are in control of the harvest in, in a way. Uh, and that's one message that I hope to get clear in this uh, video, that it is not something that we are subjected to. While there is a cosmic clock or reality that is waiting for this to happen, and it actually already triggered, and I'll explain this uh, as we go in the video, there is the component of us creating the environment for the harvest to be finally uh, completed. So that's the process of the harvest. We're going to get into questions that mean more, you know, to, to this uh, development of what it is. But just to have the general idea of what is happening is the transition between third density and fourth density. And the harvest means all the entities that are here uh, aiding in this process, which is us, and where we are going to have our next experience depending on the work that we have been doing here. So that's the, the harvest in a nutshell, but let's get into the questions that are pertaining to the law of one. And I hope just to give a little bit of context by saying that. And the first question that I have from this is Don saying, can you tell me why the earth will be fourth density positive instead of fourth density negative after the cycle is complete? Since it seems that there is a greater negative population. Ra says, the earth seems to be negative. That is due to the quiet, shall we say, horror, which is the common distortion which those good or positively oriented entities have towards the occurrences which are of your space-time present. However, those oriented and harvestable in the ways of service to others greatly outnumber those whose orientation towards service to self has become that of harvestable quality. And the first thing that I'll point out here is that first, uh, it seems to be negative. This environment that we are in right now, especially in this year, 2020, which we can agree that has been one of the most chaotic globally, not just localized and, you know, war zones or countries. It's just globally a big chaos is because our quiet, I love how they say it, horror, which is the common distortion which those good or positively oriented entities have towards the occurrences, which are of your space time present. This cannot be more accurate than right now. I think it's even more accurate than 1981 or any other period of time. Why? What they mean is that our orientation, which is positive, we have a reflection or uh, a reaction of horror for the things that are happening because we are sort of allowing them to happen, not because of the action that we, sh we could be taking, you know, uh, but also because of our own distortion towards perceiving that which uh, would horror. So it's 
It seems negative because all of us are uh, agreeing that it's negative. But think about a negative-oriented person. It's like a breeding ground for them. It's a, it's a beautiful place to thrive. So for us, it seems horrific, but it's not. They know that we are mostly positively oriented, as they say at the bottom of, of this answer. And we outnumber those who are negatively oriented. So it seems negative because it, it is our impression that it's negative because we're positive. And, but it doesn't mean that there is a negative harvest or a negative planet arising from this. Uh, I can speculate here that this is why the wanderers have been sent here so they can increase even more the vibration of the planet so we can transition and get the harvest going you know as fast as possible but that's just my speculation and we can go on on tangents there but let's go on with the next questions because we have a lot don continues and says in other words there will be fewer negative entities being harvested in four density than there will be positive is this correct Ras says this is correct the great majority of your peoples will repeat third density how did Taras, Bulba, Genghis Khan, and Rasputin get harvested prior to the harvest? Ra explains, It is the right, privileged duty of those opening consciously the gate of intelligent infinity to choose the manner of their leaving of the density. Those of negative orientation who so achieve this right duty most often choose to move forward in their learned teaching of service to self. All right, a couple of things here. We have mentioned so many times that Ra in 1981 said that the majority of people here will repeat third density. I've said in the past videos that it doesn't really matter if uh, most people repeat third density. That's their, uh, their path. That's their alignment right now. And there's no shame or something to be sad about, you know, people repeating third density. It's just part of the cosmos the way it is. We are here just to ensure that the majority of people, including us, are harvested for, uh, for density positive. Now, the other part is that those of negative orientation, once they reach the possibility of harvest, they do not risk to come back in incarnation and lose the polarization that they just did um, in their previous incarnation. So they get uh, to choose pretty fast to go to another uh, four density planet and that's what they did it's because they penetrated that um, that possibility and once they're out there they say we want to continue going on our pursuit for the one creator and they just go to a negative planet and they continue with their polarization next question is am i to understand that the harvest will occur in the year 2011 or it will be spread Ra says, this is an approximation. We have stated we have difficulty with your time space. This is an appropriate, probable, possible time space nexus for harvest. Those who are not in incarnation at this time will be included in the harvest. Now, a couple of things here. The reason why I have notations there in the questions is that I jumped like three questions that were about a spontaneous combustion, which I didn't think it was relevant. I've said before that some of the questions that were excluded of the original books uh, to me, it don't make sense much, and I don't think they were relevant to this, but you can go read them. It's about spontaneous combustion, and I just didn't include it, so I jumped like three questions there. Now, in terms of the 2011 or 2012, because Ra had said that in approximately 30 years in one of the sessions before is when the harvest should be happening. Now, this is true in the sense that the 
um, what we cross, let me see if, if I can explain this in a way that can make sense, is that remember we live in a simultaneous or reciprocal system as Dewey Larson explained in his, uh, in his physics in um, the reciprocal system. There is space-time and time-space, which is what Ra uses here. So time-space has already uh, flipped or gotten into four density, but space-time hasn't caught up with it yet. That happened in 2012, as the Mayans predicted, the Yugas of the Hindus, and the rest of the other uh, belief systems that created this. I mean, even Jesus said, as we know in the past video, that uh, he will return at the end of the cycle, meaning the end of this cycle, which we knew was the end of Aquarius, which is where we're going into right now. But anyhow, the point is that we are already in time space. There is a four density vibration that already we cross, but that reflection into space time hasn't been able to occur because of the distortions of this planet and the population that we are part of. Um, we have talked about that in the past, but that's the reason why they say, we uh, we stated that we have difficulty with your time space. And it's kind of a um, uh, an approximation. But this will take longer, it seems, than they expected because of the way everything's happening. But that doesn't exclude the possibility that we can just flip the switch or, like Ross said, you know, point the needle of the compass towards the right direction and just, you know, uh, complete the harvest and just ascend the fourth density and be done with this third density whenever is appropriate, of course. So that's that's what I get from here and I wanted to share. Next question is... Well, if an entity wants to learn ways of it, wants to be of service to others rather than service to self, while he is in this third density, are there best ways of being of service to others or is any way just as good as any other way? Ross says, the best way to be of service to others has been explicitly covered in previous material. We will iterate briefly. The best way of service to others is the constant attempt to seek to share the love of the Creator as it is known to the inner self. This involves self-knowledge and the ability to open the self to the other self without hesitation. This involves, shall we say, radiating that which is the essence or the heart of the mind-body-spirit complex. So really quick here, I've said this in the past, uh, well, Ra said it also in the previous sessions, but the best way to be of service to others is to radiate that way in which we see the creator of the inner self, known to the inner self, not to the outer self. Now, to me, inner self means just almost like your higher self. When you are you are in contact uh, with your uh, higher self and not with the lower self, which is the ego-driven identity of who we are. So that's why it can be distorted and sometimes the outer the, the egocentric self is the one that uh, thinks in separation, division, and in its own identity. That perception of the creation, it's probably a little bit tainted, you know, as compared to the inner self, unless one is so pure that the inner self is rather the, or the outer self is just the expression of the inner self. That sounds like enlightened to me, and I for one, and pretty far from achieving something like that. So, But still, it doesn't mean that you have to reach enlightenment to start talking about how you see the creator. You have to make your mistakes and you have to identify where your ego is taking control over how you think the creation is, you know, for whatever reason. I mean, it's, it's infinitely complex at that point, but that's the idea. 
So what, however way you see the creator, you know, that's what you should express and that's how you can be of service to others. Just to kind of influence others or rather stimulate, not influence, stimulate on others their seeking of their own spirituality. Tickle them, if you will. So let's go to the rest of the answer. Ra finishes and says, speaking to the intention of your question, the best way for each seeker in third density to be of service to others is unique to that mind-body-spirit complex. This means that the mind-body-spirit complex must then seek within itself the intelligence of its own discernment as to the way it may best serve other selves. This will be different for each. There is no best. There is no generalization. Nothing is known. So really quick here, everybody has their own unique expression of the um, seeking of the one creator. That means that each one of us, thankfully, are not preaching the same thing over and over. This means that there is no one way of following uh, a dogma or a belief system, which means also that we shouldn't be uh, too emphatic when we try to uh, express how we see the creation. We simply throw it out there, we stimulate others, and so be it. Everybody's going to take you know what they um, what they want, but. Thanks to the multiplicity, the infinite possibilities that we have to express the creator the way we see it, is that we can stimulate others in different ways. And I think that's the beauty of this creation and the way third density works, you know, to uh, stimulate others into finding their own spirituality, so to speak. Let's go on. Next question is, in the book OSP, it states that if an individual is more than 50% for others, that is, goes over the 50% service to others, and is less than 50% the service to self, then he is harvestable. Is this a correct statement? This is correct if the harvesting is to be for the positive four-dimensional level. So this is just the first time to corroborate the idea that we need to be 51% service to others to be... Um, in congruence with harvest for positive, like Ross says. This is correct if the positive four-dimensional level is the harvesting that we want to achieve. So this is the first time that they talk about it, and I think it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Next, Don asks, what must be the entity's percentage, shall we say, if he is to be harvested for, for the negative? Ross says, the entity who wishes to pursue the path of service to self must attain a grade of five, that is, 5% service to others, 95% service to self. It must approach totality. The negative path is quite difficult to attain harvestability upon and requires great dedication. Don asks, why is the negative path so much more difficult a path to attain harvestability upon the, than the positive? Ra explains, this is due to a distortion of the law of one which indicates that the gateway to intelligent infinity be a gateway at the end of a straight and narrow path, as you might call it. To attain 51% dedication to the welfare of other selves is as difficult as attaining a grade of 5% dedication to other selves. The, shall we say, sinkhole of indifference is between those two. Now here we get the answer to uh, not only that a negative entity to be harvested to uh, for density negative, they need to be 95% service to self and 5% service to others. It must approach, it must approach uh, totality in the sense of totality being self-service. 
This is as difficult as it is to achieve 51% service to others. I believe this is this is because of the, the nature of, in third density, the division and the veil that um, prevents us from seeing that we are one with the creator, that we are one with the cosmos, with other entities, with other selves. And it's really difficult to uh, be of a selfless uh, manner in this uh, density or this experience. So it becomes really, really hard to be 51% for the world and people or even higher than, you know, to take care of yourself. That's just my impression. I'm sure there are other uh, sort of interpretations here as to why it is more difficult because of, you know, our minds and our survival instincts and so on. But I think that's the way that I can encapsulate that idea. Um, and the other thing is that uh, this is as um, as difficult because uh, we are in the point, of course, of realizing what our polarization is. So in this sinkhole of indifference, which is the moment where we don't know what we want to do, is where we find that we need to go either one way or the other. And in this sinkhole of indifference, which they call, and it's between 50% and 6% service to, to others, that's where most of the people are right now. And that's why they're being, uh, they're having so much trouble trying to harvest them. And the majority will have to repeat because they are in this sinkhole of indifference. Now, I've made this graphic right here, which shows a little bit. Uh, I know it's very amateur, but that's the only way I can do it. Uh, thank you, Paint, for being such a good program. But you can see here that there is a uh, sinkhole of indifference in between the percentage that you can you can be at in service to others. And there is the um, the potential of power increasing once you cross those thresholds, which is the power that you can draw upon intelligent infinity. Now, credit to Mike Wachowski, which is somebody that I follow. I'll put a link of his channel here where I got this uh, idea of making this graph. I actually made my best effort to copy it uh, and make it because I thought it was really cool and I'm not very creative to do this kind of stuff. So credit to him for uh, having it on his um, on his presentation and I took it from him. Anyhow, let's continue with the rest of the questions. And Don says, well, then if an entity is harvested into four density with a grade, let's say of 51% for others, 49% for self, what level of the four density would he go into? I am assuming there are different levels of the four density. Ross says, this is correct. Each enters the sub density, which vibrates in accordance with the entity's understanding. How many levels do we have here in the third density at this time? Ross says, the third density has an infinite number of levels. Don asks, I've heard that there are seven astral and seven devacanic uh, primary levels. Is this correct? You speak of some of the more large distinctions in levels in your inner planes. That is correct. Now, before I continue, uh, let me explain or interpret what I um, understand about the, uh, the different planes that we cross through. Well, first of all, we have levels, which are the chakras. I like to see them as the chakras or the densities of experience, which you see reflected as 
the octave that we know, the seven densities, we are in third. And then we have seven sub-densities, which are these. Those are the planes that they're talking about. Those planes have an infinite because they subdivide, as we have seen before, uh, infinitely. Now, they're getting into what are those planes and who inhabits those planes. We're going to get into that. And that's what they're talking about. So imagine that the creation has these infinite amount of levels. Some of them are being able to be uh, experienced incarnation, as I understand with a body complex. That's third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and possibly seventh, even though bodies stop being uh, physical at that point, even at, at fifth or sixth density. But in any case, that's what they're talking about, the different planes that exist within this reality or this universe itself. So uh, let's continue. And Don is going to ask, well, who inhabit the astral and who inhabit the devocanic planes? Ra says, entities inhabit the various planes due to their vibrational nature. The astral plane varies from thought forms in the lower extremities to enlightened beings who become dedicated to teach learning in the higher astral planes. In the devocanic planes, as you call them, are those whose vibration are even more close to the primal distortions of love light. Beyond these planes, there are others. Okay, so just to put in context, he's talking about the astral planes, Don is, and the astral planes, the devocanic planes, I mean, it's a, I think it's a category of the same planes that exist within this density that we call third density, this, uh, this physical reality that we're living right now. And those planes actually are divided into lower and higher. The lower, let's put it as like the demons or the uh, thought forms that the Orion group uses for its own purposes. And the highest levels are uh, inhabited by those who are of angelic uh, nature, those who have been uh, here and have ascended and are residing in those planes. So that's what they're talking about there. And there is a an influence of those planes into us because we are part, we're inhabiting basically all of them in the physical manifestation that we are here. And of course, we have the advantage of being, you know, incarnated in uh, the one creator uh, type of universal arrangement that we are. They don't possess those as far as I understand, you know, the ones in the lower planes and the higher planes. We can get into the what it's called angels here that reside in the angelic realms, which are the highest uh, planes of these astral planes and how they work and all this stuff. But that's beyond the scope of this video. So just to put into context what they're talking about and the infinite amount of planes that exist, they're all uh, they all they are all inhabited by various type of entities due to the vibrational level. If their vibration is pretty low, you guess where they'll be. And if they're high, you know where they'll be. So that puts into context, I think. Don asks, are there seven subplanes to what we call our physical plane here? Ra explains, you are correct. This is difficult to understand. There are an infinite amount of planes. In your particular space-time continuum distortion, there are seven subplanes of mind-body-spirit complexes. You will discover the vibrational nature of these seven planes as you pass through your experiential distortions, meeting other selves of the various levels which correspond to the energy influx centers of the physical vehicle. So pretty uh, quick here. This is just that everybody is basically at a different level of vibration in this planet. 
and we can see that we can uh, as start improving or increasing our vibration so we can be inhabiting more in our own reality here in the higher planes that's people who are doing a lot of the work to try to get out of the influence of the lower planes that are influencing them into being this um this fearful people uh these uh, anxious and depressed and so on that's what to me is that there are other selves of various levels which correspond to the energy influx centers of the physical vehicle they correspond because we have all those in us we are like mini universes mini stars we are just a, a, a small version of the universe itself or the creator so we have re receptacles let's call it that way for those influences and that's to me what they mean by meeting other selves of the various levels uh, but it's uh, like I say it's it, <laughs> there's an infinite amount just to answer the question um, and it just depends on the thought forms that are created for each one of those and remember we are creating thought forms so the more we think and feel about negative things and negative possibilities and all that stuff we're just feeding the planetary consciousness with those and just making it harder for everybody else so uh happy thoughts please <laughs> uh rock continues and says the invisible or inner third density planes are inhabited by those who are not of body complex natures such as yours that is they do not collect about their spirit mind complexes a chemical body Nevertheless, these entities are divided in what you may call an artificial dream within a dream into various levels. In the upper levels, desire in the upper upper levels, desire to communicate knowledge back down to the outer planes of existence becomes less due to the intensive learned teaching which occurs upon these levels. So um, that's it. There is no body complex, chemical body complex for those entities residing in those invisible or inner planes and in those those who reside in the upper levels for some reason have less um, desire to be of influence to the outer for some reason that part I'm not sure I can't really you know tie it in together but maybe because they're going through an intensive like they say learning teaching which occurs upon these levels so that part I cannot expand too much but that's just uh, what it says there Let's go on with the next question. Don says, then is it necessary to penetrate one plane at a time as we move from what we call third density physical thought, these planes, through these planes? Ross says, it has been our experience that some penetrate several planes at one time, others penetrate them slowly. Some in eagerness attempt to penetrate the higher planes before penetrating the energies of the so-called lower or more fundamental planes. This causes energy imbalances. You will find ill health, as you call this distortion, to frequently uh, be the result of a subtle mismatch of energies in which some of the higher energy levels are being activated by the conscious attempts of the entity while the entity has not penetrated uh, the lower energy centers or subdensities of this density. So this is a very good lesson because it speaks about the eagerness that we may have to um, just go through the levels that we have now remember as we experience third density the idea is that we cross all levels from the survival all the way to the sacred and divine that's how our experience is supposed to be 
we have different incarnations because it takes time, especially in this third density body that we have on planet Earth, which has been genetically modified over thousands of years. And uh, we've spoken about this in the past, but in any case, longevity has been truncated a lot. And now we have to have even more incarnations or had to have. We're at the end of that in any case. But back to the question or the answer is that as we try to cross that and depending on how our our uh, our individuated soul is crossing those we need to take it slowly uh, some people are able to do it fast maybe because that's how their soul and spirit came programmed to be and they came with that knowledge they came just like jesus did and others are in the process still of penetrating those levels so it's speaking basically of spiritual growth, which is the only reason we have been incarnating here for the past thousands of years or hundreds of years, depending on you know where we came from. But that's what they're talking about. It takes some time and we should take it slowly. Don't try to do more work than we should or try to be something that we can't at this time where we are still trying to find these three energy centers here, which are the ones that are concerned with the identity of the self and not so much with the radiance of love and seeing the creator in others. So um, this gets into spiritual work and all this stuff. So just uh, just to leave it on that. Don says, is there a best way to meditate? Ra says categorically, no. Don asks, at this time, near the end of the cycle, how are the reincarnations into the physical allocated? shall I say, on this planet. Ra explains, Entities wishing to obtain critically needed experience in order to become harvestable are incarnated with priority over those who will, without too much probable possible doubt, need to re-experience this density. Don asks, How long has this been going on, this type of allocation? Ra says, this has been going on since the first individual entity became conscious of its need to learn the lessons of this density. This was the beginning of what you may call a seniority by vibration. Don S, can you explain what you mean by a seniority by vibration? Ragos and says, the seniority by vibration is the preferential treatment, shall we say, which follows the ways of the law of one, which encourages harvestable individuals. Each individual becoming aware of the time of harvest and the need on a self level to bend mind, body and spirit towards the learned teaching of these lessons is given priority in order that this entity may have the best possible chance, shall we say, of succeeding in this attempt. So there you go. There is a seniority by the vibration of the seeker when it comes to incarnation. And there is this kind of makes sense when you know that there is the uh, the possibility of that entity being harvested. They give that uh, that slot, if you will, for them to to get incarnated here. So there is a preferential, um, I guess, incarnation. Um, uh, what do you would call? I don't know, uh, line. <laughs> so it depends on, on where you are. So that gives you a lot of privilege to be incarnated here. Now, Let's go back to the harvest and talk about this incarnation part. That's the last question we have for session 17, by the way. But just to give you my conclusions on this and marrying the concept of harvest and this incarnation and us listening to this, reading this and trying to learn 
the uh, the ways of the law of one or simply just our spiritual growth we need to be very very privileged uh, uh, feel privileged and be honored by the possibility that we incarnated now why because we are in the process of harvest there are a lot of things that are accelerating right now and no other planetary sphere in third density seems to have these conditions for us to um, catapult our spiritual growth through the environment that we're living in that's why it seems so chaotic i mean there are many things this gets really complex when we get into the reality of what's happening physically and metaphysically around us it's not just the physical um, people and the entities that are here trying to polarize this planet to the negative, but also in the metaphysical sense, there is a lot of, I would call, struggle between the negative um, entities who are trying to still grasp this planet in a way that they know they failed, but they cannot let go. So there is a lot of things going on. These are times that will not repeat, you know, for us, of course, in this um, this creation. To me, of course, it just means that we need to be very mindful of what our purpose here is. When I get into the overview of what this means for everybody and what it really is to be in this reality at this time, it makes me think that the rest of the problems that we think that we have are actually meaningless. Those things are not very important for what we're going through right now. And just the idea of harvest itself, just to clarify it, harvest just means that at the end of this cycle, every entity needs to go through a portal, if you will, of understanding what's the next experience that they can have based on their spiritual level. Their uh, spiritual level not being something hierarchical, but something that you can only tolerate so much light from the creator and that's individual on the soul level so uh, that's what the harvest is and that capacity to absorb light when you are disincarnated here and you go to time space to measure your capability is increased here in space time especially in third density through the veil through faith of things that you know that are possible and that you know that are there even though you cannot prove it and you cannot understand it fully so that is my biggest message to all of you and to myself as i read this is to remember 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 every day that we are not here for the physical experience even though it's fun sometimes we can get into the pleasures then we can get into the fights and we can get into the arguments and all this stuff it's fun it's, it's still part of this reality, but it's not the main purpose that we're here for. Plus, another thing that I think is very, very important is that if you have been given priority to incarnate here in this reality, that means that that is a privilege, not only for you as an individual, but is an honor and is a responsibility of you to be doing the work that you have to do. Why? Because we are not ascending individually out of the planet we are ascending with the planet which means that every single individual depends on you and we um others uh, we depend on others too so that's why unity at least at this level needs to be reinforced so much so we can have a better transition into what it is the four density planet that we have so feel privileged feel happy know that you are not from this 
reality and you are coming here to do just work for yourself, for others, for the planet, and for the rest of the universe, for the creator. With that, I'll see you in session 18. Thank you so much for watching every video and I leave you with all my love. I'll see you then. Thank you so much again.